Welcome to Lined Up with Justin Blake. I'm your host, Justin Blake. This is a podcast that was inspired by me believing I was beginning to lose my hair and the impact it had on me. So I wanted to get to know other guys' experience with this and see how they may have been impacted or how their hair has influenced their lives. So here we go. Welcome to another episode of Lined Up with Justin Blake. Today I have my guy in the flesh, the man, the myth, the legend, Norman Towns. A lot of you may recognize that name from um, Insecure. Is one of his many, many, many accomplishments. A former roommate of mine, that's another highlight of both of ours. Um, how's, how you doing, Norm? How you feeling, man? I'm feeling really good, man. I'm happy to be here and happy to be on the podcast. Yeah, we've been, I've been trying to get you on for a while, so I'm glad you, uh, you found the time for me. Of course. <laughs> I had to search for that time, and I found it. <laughs> <laughs> now I am on the podcast. <laughs> Super happy. Former po- co-host of... A podcast. Oh yeah, we did co-host a podcast together. Uh, what was what, Dark Liquor and Quinoa? Dark Liquor and Quinoa. Yeah, we had a little. We had a run back in back in 2018. Mm-hmm, 2018. Yeah, yeah. Two week. <laughs> Two week run. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. It didn't last long. It didn't last long, but, but it was, was fun. fun. Yeah, yeah, it was fun while it lasted it for fun. sure. Um, so as you know, this podcast, we kind of, uh, learn about you through your hair. Um, this is actually, you're that much more of a special guest because you're who inspired the podcast. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. You remember when, um, you were cutting my hair, I think is when you were cutting the dreads off and you were like, oh, you thinning brother. And that sent me <laughs> that sent me on a tailspin for months. I was yeah, <laughs> I come and go out of you know feeling pretty good about my hair to feeling like you know Mr. Jefferson, and a big part of it is because of you. Wow, you thinning, brother. <laughs> That should be the name of the new podcast. You're thinning, brother. You're thinning, brother. <laughs> it's not. It's not over yet. But mm-hmm. listen, oh, yeah, <laughs> we're thin. in the third like, act of this here. <laughs> I was like, I know I use the same guard across your whole head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I was like, this area is a little too light. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Are you sleeping wrong, and I was like, oh <laughs> no. <laughs> Thought the hair was going the opposite direction, but it was all going the same direction. Yeah. Which was away, apparently. It's hanging in there, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, 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 it stopped. It, <laughs> it stopped. Well, it's 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 like at that uh, that middle phase where it's just like in limbo world for a little bit <laughs> before it strikes. <laughs> I wish I wish people could have saw you look at my head when you said that, <laughs> and also just see like the glee in which you tell me. That like you, it's like it makes you happy to break that news. No, but it's just it made me smile because I remember when I was edging you up, 
And I said, okay. I said, how do you want me to do this? And you were like, what do you mean? It just edged me up. And I said, do you want me to edge up where it's supposed to be? <laughs> or edge up where it is now? And you were like, what do you mean? I said, all right, before I go any further, I want to show you something. And you were like, what? And I was like, this. You're thinning, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, oh, God. <laughs> the, the, like, my back started to immediately sweat. Like, my lower back. I've never... You're like, my I haven't brother's felt bald, that. Yeah. Like, I can't go bald. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, it's in your genetics. Yeah, that, that sent me on a, an existential uh, spiral for sure. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's and Norman, for, for the record, has like a luscious head of hair to this day. <laughs> I, do, I, do, I do have a lot of hair. Yeah, you... Uh, not thin in no time soon. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, listen, you're, you're good to go. You got like a little microphone on the top of your head. What's it look like now? You, he's wearing it's a still hat. Long. Yeah, I'm wearing a hat. It's here's, here's, here's how long Norman's hair is. That during the pandemic, he got braids just to like shove it in every man over 30's face. <laughs> now I'm on not going to cut my hair. Because I was, I, was, I was debating on cutting it recently. But after this conversation, I'm like, maybe I should just get braids again. Just to make people maybe feel I bad. Just be like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> just to, <laughs> just maybe to I should feel like Ben Zeno <laughs> back in the day where I'm like, hmm. Yeah, it's, totally it's crazy you could do it. it. Speaking of back in the day, um, like growing up, what was your, like where did you grow up from for the well, listening? I grew up mostly in Arizona. So I, I would say Arizona and L.A., just because we would always be out here like every summer all the time. Like I was constantly in LA, but I was here enough to like make a lot of friends and enjoy it. But at the same time, not here enough to like get into much trouble. Mm. You know? so you're out here for like a week. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like, it's like, you know, the family, I don't know if you grew up with like cousins that will like come out and see you. Like, oh my God, Justin. Oh, yeah. You'd be out there for a while and you go back home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you only got the good parts. You never really... I had a cousin like that in Alabama. Yeah. yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, my dad's side is from Alabama. Where in Alabama? Montgomery. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the last name. Is that where it came from? Really? I mean, I don't know if... I mean, that that probably I would assume. Was like, we live in Montgomery. That's going to be my last name. <laughs> I don't think that's how they got to pick their last name, but... <laughs> uh, a last may, name like Montgomery? <laughs> it may have came because they work for a, a man named Montgomery. I don't know a lot of white people <laughs> named Montgomery. I know Jones. Uh, no, nah, there's, some, there's some Montgomery really? out there. Yeah, yeah. They running, uh, uh, they running more elite circles. Really? Let me tell. <laughs> they ain't gonna tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can paint your own narrative. Here. Yeah, for sure. No, so so between L.A., Alabama, or not Alabama, but Arizona. Uh, Arizona mm-hmm. What was your like, like the community you grew up in? Was it more diverse or was it more white? Like, it was white, 
It was white. It was very white. I don't think it was very diverse. I mean, there's Hispanics, Mexicans, whites, blacks, but that was it. Oh, Native Americans here and there, but oh wow, that's all I really. So did you? I know? didn't know like Jewish people and Armenians. No, I, I grew like, up the same. Yeah, yeah. Was, I mean, was, they probably were there, but I didn't even know what that was until I got to California. I was like, "What? What is?" Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> you guys I, I, live out here. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was definitely uh, eye opening to uh, to get to LA and first of all, just hear like the level of like stereotypes and racism around these communities you know nothing about. You yeah, know right. what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm good with. White and black, maybe some some Arab, but yeah. you know the Jewish and uh, the Armenian. Getting more specific, I was like, yeah. oh yeah, no, nah, this is for sure. <laughs> the rabbit hole goes deep, huh? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh okay. So like, did you notice though, like a difference in terms of um, like when you were younger, like the emphasis on your hair? Did, like, was it very important to like your mom or your dad, like having a haircut? before you like stepped outside of the house or did they not put a lot of emphasis on it? Oh yeah. My dad would cut our hair, but it was like, uh, we would always get haircuts or my dad would cut hair. Then I started cutting hair young, but, um, we'd always cut. Yeah. I always had a haircut cause you always want to look good. <laughs> you know, it's so fun. It's like the more guys I have on the podcast, I feel like at least, I don't know, like three have their dad cut their hair and then they started cutting it. And they were all black. Yeah, and no, I haven't had yeah. anybody white on the podcast. Yeah, white, like, it's weird because, like, um, I don't know a lot of white guys that got a lot of haircuts growing up. It's Yeah, I feel like white dudes probably get their hair cut, like, a couple times. Yeah, like, go to great clips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, like, but, like, I never... Like, even my white friends with their dads, I don't ever remember them coming and getting their hair cut. But they always tell when I got mine, they're like, hey, man, got your ears lowered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? I, I wonder, I wonder if it just grows slower. Mm. And that's why they, and they're so impressed by, like, the rate in which our hair grows. I think because, like, they, our hair can be long but not look long. Mm, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, our hair, curly, like yeah, yeah. You could like, like I could have hair that's close to my head, and I could pull it out almost like you know, like our hair is a different type of hair. So they're like, holy shit, like that's crazy. Your hair's so long, but it's like their hair is more transparent. Ours is like hidden, like yeah. you don't, <laughs> you really don't know what I have. And then it's long. They're like, oh my god, you picked it out, bro. That's so funny. One time I had like a fro in high school, probably like if I picked it out it would have been i don't know let's say four inches but you took a hot comb did you take a hot comb to it no 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 i did the complete opposite where i put a do-rag on before i went to sleep so it just looked like i had these super tight low curls that weren't waves but were like <laughs> wavelength <laughs> and my boy was like oh that's dope like how <laughs> what is that i was like i don't know i just put a do-rag on <laughs> You never had a hot comb against your hair, huh? Nah, bro. Well, if, you first... if you took a hot comb, your hair would be like crazy. But see, I, I have a sister. Your mom probably had a hot comb, but she never did your hair, huh? Like the only time 
I may have gotten it when I got braids for the first time, like my mm. sophomore year, I think. But like, I was complaining and whining so much. Is she like really? Oh, bro, braids are. Who the did worst. your braids? My mom. Oh, your mom could braid hair. Oh yeah. Every black older woman knows how to braid hair. <laughs> Why do you say older? My, what What's the generation well, in which you stopped? My mom knew how to braid hair. Like, I just think that like from sixty, I would say from like sixty five down. A black woman knows how to braid hair. 65 down. Is 65 it down. so over 65 they don't? No, no, or no, they no, no. Any, anything from like 65 is the, the like any age up to six, like well, 65. Well, yeah, that's any all age black down, women. <laughs> well, well, any woman right now that is 65 or older, or, or uh, probably down to like. 50. I'll say 50. Okay, 50. Okay, 50 or older. 50 or older, they know how to braid hair. Mm. Do you feel like these younger girls don't? Bro, text suggests ask her if she knows how to braid hair. <laughs> I think she does. Cornrow. Like, can cornrow. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no. I guarantee you. I would love for you to say, hey, quick question. Do you know how to braid hair? Yeah, well, I guarantee you she'll say, <laughs> no, LOL. No, I'm pretty sure we... Uh, she was yeah. going to braid my hair at one point when it's a little longer. Are you sure? Yeah. Despite the information you gave me, I think I grew it out just because I was so, like, scared. And then I met, because I met Jess, I had longer hair. How old is Jess? 30s. In her 30s? Yeah. Maybe, but that's rare. It's rare. Mm. So wait, wait, back to... Did your dad, like, cut your hair? Was it sort of, like, out of necessity? Or did he teach you how to cut hair so you could start cutting your brothers? Because you're the oldest, the oldest brother. Yeah. Nah, he taught... Well, yeah, he taught me how to cut hair, then I started cutting his hair. Um, but... How old were you? Well, when, he, when I started cutting hair? Like, yeah. 15, 16. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah Chinadu was the same. Had all the clippers. Had, um... How was your dad at cutting hair, though? He was good for like a home cut, like but like he, he would follow the edge up of our regular hair. So like you know I have a full hairline, so it'd be like all over here. So it's right above your eyebrows here. Yeah. So like <laughs> I had to go to the barbershop and figure out how to get like a a real edge up. Get the square yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the square boy. <laughs> yeah, get the square boy. <laughs> what did so? But who introduced you to like the difference, like? Cause you grew up in a mostly white area, so like, yeah. was it when you got to middle school and you started school, to spend more like, time? My, my senior year of high school is when I dibbled and dabbled in like other areas. My senior year of high school, because I transferred to a different school um, for basketball, but like that's when I had like more cultural, like cultural friends that were black and would go to barbershops and stuff. And I was like, what, what is this barbershop? And it's ten dollars <laughs> to go to the Sugar Shack. I was like, the Sugar Shack? <laughs> Did you notice, like, like was it a bit of a culture shock to you, like, the importance they put on having a clean cut? Man, let me tell you something. <laughs> like, going from a white school to a black school, wouldn't even be, like, black, but more, like, diverse school, opened my eyes to so much in one year that I couldn't believe I'm learning this so late. Like, I was like, how did I not know about 
so much of life. <laughs> <laughs> so much like, of it was like the it was like the shoes, what type of shoes you got on, what type of this and this. And it's like I never like up my junior year, I didn't know like none of it mattered. I just dressed like I saw on MTV Music Awards and so I just never really Is that where you do you feel like you got most of like your um perception of how you should dress or move like as a black person back then from TV or was it from your family it cousins? Was, I think it was TV. It was family cousins, but mainly TV. TV mm-hmm. was big, man. Whatever you see on like TRL or you saw the puka shells. Oh, you had the puka so, shells going. Man, I had everything. <laughs> I had everything. I, it was cool because like I remember I would wear something and my friends was like, that's so cool, but I can never do that. And I was like, which wow, school was this? This at? is a white school, like where I could like wear like crazy stuff, and they were like, "That's so dope," but I can never do that because I'm white. So I looked at that where it was like, "Eureka! <laughs> I can wear the white clothes and the black clothes." Like I got like you found a cheat code, little cheat code. I would have thought I was Justin uh, Timberlake. Like I was on some like where it's like I can do anything. <laughs> There's no like, like all the rules don't apply to me. Yeah, yeah. So like. One day it was Hollister with the puka shells. The next day was FUBU with some glass. Like, oh, you hit the constant. whole whole oh, fashion I spectrum. Able, I was able to like, yeah, I, it was very confusing because it was like, I can get away with everything. So wait, wait, how did the puka shells, uh, when you got to the more diverse school, mm-hmm. did you keep, were you oh, still? Puka shells left. <laughs> <laughs> I had a like, feeling bro, they didn't last long. Bro, anything that made me feel invisible, oh, I was seen. I was like, <laughs> okay, this shit ain't gonna work over here because boy, dudes be like, nigga, the fuck is that, nigga? <laughs> oh, hell no. Man, you came home through the poogie shells off the wall, yeah, huh? Like, like, oh, okay, <laughs> so these, so, okay, yeah, I was like, all right, I can never wear these. Oh man, so the Fubu like, jersey got it got man. a little more rotation after that, oh, huh? Bro, I can see. Did you wear more. Fat Albert too? I can see. I had you. the Fat Albert. I had the Red Monkey jeans. Oh wow, I, I went all the way because I couldn't. You couldn't halfway do it. I had the throwback jerseys. The did you fit? So you felt like a pressure to like comfort. Like, did you feel like you were coming more into your identity, or did you just feel like? You were just trying to avoid getting clowned. Nah, I don't think it was like a... It was just like... I don't think it was a running from the identity, but it was more so like trying to figure out what works in this world. Like, okay, if this works, I want to be the best at this. Like, if if everyone cares about the shoes and all that stuff, I want to have the most shoes and stuff. So I think, <laughs> so I think it was just more so like seeing what everyone like was like, oh, that's cool. And saying, okay, cool. I can do that. So for you, it was just being on everybody's head. It was like, I oh. can't have nobody on my head. Man. I just have to, no matter I, I what. Wanna, I didn't want someone to be on head. It was just like, I want to be on your head. Yeah. Like, I wanted to be like <laughs> the top of everything. So it was more so like. So it's almost competitive for you. Very competitive. Very competitive. Mm. I let people borrow my shoes. It was very competitive. Very <laughs> So then, so so was it like, did you learn about the edge up from a homie? Was it girls? Who let you know that the dad cut wasn't going to work anymore? 
somebody was like, man, your edge up is screaming, fix me. <laughs> Please tell me it was a homie that hit you with that. <laughs> Nigga at lunchtime. Oh, uh, the like, cafeteria. He's like, those is dope. He's like, oh, that shirt is dope. Those shoes is cool, but your edge up is screaming, fix me. <laughs> and I remember I was like, <laughs> and I remember just to see the laughter in these niggas' faces made me realize, like, wait, my edge up is screaming, fix me. <laughs> and that's when I was like, okay, it's time to get a real edge up. So then who... <laughs> Did you just like go home like, yo, dad, <laughs> my edge up is screaming, fix me. You clearly can't fix it. Was it a mom situation? Like who took you well, to no, the barber? See, How'd I you get it addressed? I, I just went to the barber with my friends because my dad was like, yeah, that's your real edge up. That's the edge up. <laughs> that's how your hair grow. <laughs> it was one of those where it was like, you know, to my dad, I was already fixed. <laughs> so like... <laughs> You want to push yourself back? I'm thinking like, that's mm. <laughs> like you don't want to push yourself back. Hair, that's that's where the hair grow. Your hair you grow like that. See, you're trying to push your hair back. You got a perfect hairline. You know what I'm saying? Hairline. You're like, whatever you know? God put it. You gonna yeah. you gonna try to undo God's work? What's going on? Yeah, so I had to go to the barber shop, and they ended up pushing me way back. Really? Minutes. Yeah, they pushed me back too much. And I went to school. It was like, yo, for hey, your hairline is running away from your head. And I was just like, all right. So like, it took me a long time. <laughs> Maybe somebody. like mid senior years when I really got the edge up down. But other than that, never. Yeah. Right. So it was just like the trial and error of you go get the cut. You see the nigga in the lunchroom, and he let you know where you stand. So then mm-hmm. when you finally got it right. What was his react? Did he just like give you like a silent like nah? Yeah, did he that's you all. Up? The fresh cut, you know, they ain't gonna give you a, a advice. They just gonna try to be like, oh, this is got a fresh cut. He think he, he think he, uh, he, yeah. he, he Jesus Shuttlesworth. Yeah, that's how you got like to that. think you're yeah. sweet, huh? <laughs> so he think he Jesus Shuttlesworth. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. So but, then after high school, mm-hmm. you went to like a few different colleges. Yeah, I did. So mm-hmm. what was the first college you went to, where was that at? A junior college in Arizona. And then was that pretty diverse or was it more? Mm, it wasn't that diverse, but I learned to be like really cool from my senior year in high school. Mm. So yeah. did you did you have any like uh, like hair situations there? You had finally the best like haircut, best haircuts ever throughout college, all throughout college, best haircuts. How'd you find a barber? Uh, from my senior year of high school, I was just going to different barbers, and I felt I ran to this dude named Bud from Chicago. Bud from Chicago, big Bud. Bud would cut your hair so good, but he was um, he was a um, a Muslim. Mm. Well, he was a Muslim, but he what was. Is, <laughs> you caught him like two years after his yeah, release, he where like, he was kind of teetering. Like, Son, the, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us that we got, hold on. And, and I would go to his house, and he would just be playing the videos. He he died, actually, last year. Rest in peace. Oh, all right. Man, he would talk to me for about three hours to cut my hair about the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. <laughs> How old was, was he? Just, he had, like, when he was cutting, he was, like, mid-30s, mid-40s. Yeah, because I think he died at, like, 50-something 
Oh, wow. But and then he would like sell, like try to sell me stuff mid haircut. Like, see, the water that you get ain't pure. You need to drop these. Bro, it's in always. It's like, man. Oh, they but, got all the inside info, bro. Yeah, but then he would go to different shops, and I would just kind of follow him around. But he would always do like a, a great job. And then I started coming to his house. I remember I knocked on his door at like three a.m. to get a haircut, or like six at nine p.m. And yeah, he came and cut my hair. But he, no matter what, he was there for you. He didn't want to be, but he was there. <laughs> Tell me I couldn't do that no more. But I was just like, damn, my bad. What led you to needing to cut at three in the morning? Because I was going out of town. And I think we was leaving at six in the morning, so I needed one real early. Like, was it for a game or something? Nah, just to go to L.A. Ah, okay, okay. Did you did you find that like the better your haircut was, you felt better on the court? Was there anything Every, and everything in life? Mm. Everything in life. My haircut made me feel better at everything in life. But it's weird because I grow my hair out, and then I want it short, and then when I get it short, I want it long. So, like, sometimes I'll be like, man, I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I've got too many options. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I want it short. Now you get it short. I'm like, I do not like this. So, oh, so you still, to mm-hmm. this day, don't quite know what your best look is. Or is your I best think, look the look you don't have at the time? It's weird because, like, culturally, black women love my hair short. White women love my hair long. Really? Yeah. And I know this has been pretty long for a while, so is that kind of just like your preference is white women? Um, <laughs> no. <this> is, <laughs> not, no, no. I mean, it works both ways. Uh, it doesn't matter, but I do notice that that is a thing. Because I ask white girls, like, I'm like well, what do you like? Uh, I love it long. I can feel it. Yeah. Black women be like, cut that shit off. <laughs> <laughs> you look handsome with your hair short. This shit, I don't know. But then, when I have it short, people are like, "You look too perfect. Like this looks too put together. You look too put together." And I have oh. it long, so it's just two different looks. So what? What? Um, because you know, as an actor. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, like, what role do you feel like your hair plays in you getting roles? Like, do you think there's certain, like, haircuts you just can't have because where you are in your career, you wouldn't be as, like, broad in terms of auditioning? I, or I like my hair short. I don't like when, like, being black, I feel like it's like, like, when I have my hair short, it's like, oh, you look like Michael B. Jordan or da-da-da-da. And I'm just like, nah, I just... I have short hair, but I mean, I just try to grow it so that way I don't have like a comparison. It kind of gives me a different identity, but like, I just, I, I don't, when you have options, it's hard to get your best look because like two can look really good on you. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I like this, I like this. And I think that um, when it comes to like roles and booking jobs, so commercially, longer hair. Theatrically shorter hair for me. Mm. Commercials love somebody that looks like they just woke up <laughs> and they black and they just driving a Lexus and it's just like, <laughs> you know. Uh, but but theatrically, it's like short hair. They want perfect Norman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really. Mm-hmm. So, do you think in terms of 
casting though, it's like like when you had the braids. Mm-hmm. Would you audition with braids if it was like a role for I don't know lawyer or no or, no because of the my look. But that's the thing is like I don't look like braids belong on me. <laughs> just in general. In general, yeah. So like it wouldn't go good. So like. I think when it comes to like jobs, it's just understanding what you look like and playing that character to a T because, see, the thing is, is Los Angeles or Hollywood or the business perception is reality. And your perception doesn't necessarily have to be who you are, but it's who people perceive you to be. And the closer that you fit to who people perceive you to be, the, the farther you can go. So then with you, mm-hmm. where it's like you're kind of between two worlds, right? Because mm-hmm. like you can have the shorter hair and look perfect or you can have the longer hair and be right. more, you know, for yeah. commercial work. Do you, do you feel a pressure to have it one way or another? Do you feel kind of torn or are you like, I want to book theatrical work, so I'm going to... Or do you are is it? I'm gonna book theatrical work with long hair because I like my hair long. Like I think I think that it comes down to like, and everything comes down to this is is when to do what. It's never like as far as what to do or what's better because I'm torn. But it's also in my head I'm torn, but in reality. There is no torn because it's more so like, okay, it's like Dennis Rodman, right? Dennis Rodman didn't come into the league with tattoos and piercings on his nose and marrying himself. No. <laughs> he came into the league as my name is Dennis, so and so Rodman. I rebound, I have a fade, uh, <laughs> and I'm here to do whatever I'm here to. I'm a workhorse, right? Then once he gets to a level, then it's time for him to be free, and now he can do whatever he wants. Because see, if he came in free, they would have kicked his ass right out the league. Be like, oh hell no, nah, this is crazy, right? So I think that like, w- there's a difference between when you're trying to establish yourself, as opposed to when you're established. And see, that's where people get mixed up, especially within like, the entertainment of the field too. Is like, you can't even grow with people that have established, right? And you can be around them to where in your head you feel like you're established, but you're really not established. Yeah, yeah, you see yeah. what I'm saying? So now you're like, damn, I should be established because all my friends are established, or this, but I'm not established. Or you can be the opposite of that too, where it's like you can, you can find your identity a little too early and it can be, you know, it can be very detrimental because it, it's like what I say about Kobe, right? The same thing that made Kobe great it's the same thing that's kept a lot of niggas out the league. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, like, I know a lot. Like, like this dude was a about it. He was an asshole. He did his thing. This dude was competitive. It's like, I know a lot of those people with an AAU basketball talent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah they hey, did. man, these dudes was competitive. They Just like the dude that came to gym. Like, this dude was on the other end of the court, stretching. <laughs> da, 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 I got out there and got his ass busted. But the thing is, is like, in, in in one area, 
He's a star. In one area, they like, man, the dude's on the other end of the court, dunking he on everybody. He knows himself. Man, he knows himself. And then it can make somebody else say, man, when I get there, I got to go to the other end of the court and not talk to nobody. I got to be like, can't put my headphones in and just yeah, jam yeah, out. Yeah, you to, come across as like stubborn and indifferent yeah. and hard to work with. Yeah, so he's only pretending to be what he saw, greatness. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's right? trying to emulate it emulate. as opposed to yeah. So it's like his yeah, because if I come and I see somebody that's like studying and doing this and doing this, and they get under and kill, and I'm like, damn, like I need to do what his pregame shit was doing. And then if you come to see somebody else that's killing, they having fun. They was like Carmelo in, in, in college. You'd be like, man, this dude was always smiling and killing. Like, yeah, man, yeah, I gotta yeah. do that. Like, that looks fun. So I think that like what it comes down to is like really being honest with where you are and then knowing what move to make with where you are, you know, because like I could do both, but it's like, if one thing is working, go to what's working, but it's all, it's all, it's all a game, man. It's all a facade. It's all figuring out. Everybody's just trying to figure out what to do to get to where they want to go because entertainment, when it comes down to entertainment, it's exactly that where it's entertainment. Entertainment, <laughs> you know, like, like, bro, you can like, like, like comedy, right? You could kill, but it's like that, that's not a forty-point game, <laughs> you yeah, know, like, yeah. like, there's no real way to gauge, gauge. Yeah, yeah. The 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 ascent can be, you know, the basketball equivalent is like a water boy can go from a G and be can become a GM in two weeks in the entertainment industry, where you go from being irrelevant to next thing you know you're the second lead and then the show becomes a hit show mm -hmm. and you're five seasons deep but it's like yeah not a whole lot changed for you before you became the second oh. lead in a show that nobody knew would become popular and that's why i say it. it's like someone giving you an opportunity it's like if i know someone that's an actor and they've been acting 10 eight years and they've been going at it, and then someone gives them an opportunity, and they do the exact same thing they've been doing. Now their whole life changed. It's like, Todd, you fucking did it, man. I'm so proud of you. I knew one day it would happen. Man, you're a beast. I knew you was going, hey, man, I'm so proud of you. And Todd's head, he's like, bro, I've been doing the same thing I'm doing. It's just someone gave me an opportunity. I finally got a chance. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It ain't like you change anything. It's just... Somebody put you in the game and, you know, you've been doing the same thing you've been doing for years, but this game is bigger. But I just think that, like, it's, it's in hindsight, entertainment is a game. And if you, if you play entertainment like it's sports or if, it's, if, it, if you play it like it's school, it gets frustrating because yeah, it's not. Sure. But then if you play it like it's entertainment, it becomes rewarding because it's entertaining. Like, like, you know how many boxers are like, man, that's fucked up. Logan Paul is fighting Mayweather, and I've been training my whole life. Yeah, I've been training, like, like, man, and they looking at the payout, and they, they, because, like, they're looking at it how it should be, and it's like, yeah, but at the same time, this is entertainment. People are looking at Logan Paul fight Mayweather. They're not looking at they're not looking. They clearly don't care about yeah. the two best boxers Jay. in the world competing yeah, against they, each other. And then at the same time, on the other end of that, the system's flawed because now none of the best boxers want to fight each other because no one wants to lose. 
Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So now we're fo- forced to watch shit that's entertaining because the shit that we should be watching, they keep putting these random ass whack fights together because the best don't want to fight the best no more. Like, look at the fucking stakes are too high. Yeah. But, but see, that's entertainment too because movies are the same way. It's like we can't put the best things out there or the best people out there because it's like, it, it's like, oh, but what if it fails? Oh, no. What if, uh, let's make another sequel. So, let's, so you let's, hedge it with, uh, with Addison Ray. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the best way to, to, to put the, yeah. to, to it, minimize the risk. So for you, mm-hmm. as someone who's like trying to, to figure, figure well, figuring it out, I think, I think the but, longer you're in it, the more you figure it out. But, but do you feel, so do you feel like, like how much of it for you is like is it the side hustle? Is it just like maybe if I change my look to look more um, a certain type of character? Like is there like do you have a certain way you'll do your hair or your facial hair to look more like a leading man or to look more like a certain type of role that you feel like you would really be able to do like how much of it is balanced with playing the game of entertainment and like making sure you look a certain way well this is the key this is like the reality of it is is entertainment is the side hustle (laughs) like it like, like if you think about it entertainment is the exact same as every like, I've done a lot of hustles. Oh, uh, Norman's right? a hustle man. Hustle man for sure. For sure. <laughs> Entertainment is the exact same. <laughs> when I sell a mattress, when I sell anything, right? The product is probably the least. Like it's They're important. They're buying you. They're buying me. Yeah, yeah. They're buying me. You can buy a mattress from anywhere. <laughs> you can buy shoes. You can buy phones. You can buy cell phone protectors, cell phone provider. You can buy replacement shakes, milkshakes. Milk a plastic you, case for bro, an iPhone can, can be anywhere from man, $2 can, to yeah, $60. I can knock on your door and sell cable. You can buy cable from 13 different providers. Some of them might even have better service. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Some of them yeah. might even be cheaper. Right? So it's like you have to figure out, like, okay, how do I get like when I sold Kirby vacuums, right? And I'm thinking like no one wants to buy a Kirby vacuum, <laughs> two thousand dollar vacuum. You could just buy any vacuum, but see, this is when you go into a house, you move things around and let them know you're in control, and you let them know that they need this vacuum. Do they need the vacuum? No. <laughs> <laughs> do they need you? No. I mean, you know, there's a lot of. This vacuum is a special vacuum, yeah. But I mean, come on, we just need a vacuum. You save money. You spend two thousand dollars a vacuum. So it's like, like I feel as though, even when it comes to like entertain, like doctors, lawyers, um, people that have jobs where it's a consistent thing, I don't see as a hustle. I see as this is a consistent stream of income. When something comes to where it's not a consistent stream of income, to me, I look at it as, as a hustle. If I'm cutting hair, I'm hustling. Let me, let me try to get your hair. If I'm acting, if I'm pr- producing, you're constantly trying to get another job because the job ends. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But so it's you're like, always, you, you have to 
hustle and move, whereas like in certain positions, it's like you just have to do the job. Because it's project-based. It's not yeah. a continuous thing. If me and you shoot a movie right now, as soon as that movie's over, we got to shoot another, another movie. <laughs> so that's another hustle. <laughs> you see what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so the key isn't to say, okay, how do I, like the product is the product, right? But how do I sell this product? It's, it's sizzle in, in it's steak and sizzle. You, you you feed them steak, but you sell the sizzle, right? And if 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 McDonald's isn't flame broiled, you're not gonna eat there because you see what it looks like. You like this shit? It looked the commercial, yeah. but you bought it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But but it's just like so. So I guess with you being your own product, yeah. What goes into you making? the version of you you feel the most confident selling like the, what yeah the reason why some of these questions would be like hard to answer is because this is a this is a system that's constantly changing as we speak mm. right if I was to sell, if I was to, if you were to go to a job, right? Say we worked at a call center. I sold protection agreement at a call center. They're like, listen, say this, say this, say this. I give you a script. You know what to say. And then after a while, you can finesse it. After a while, you can be like, okay, I know who's buying. I know who's not. I know if they're going to put protection agreement on their fridge. Like, by being there long enough, you kind of get a feel of, like, the you, you get a feel of, like, the environment. It's like, uh, it's a, it's a rhythm, you know, you're like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I know when they're buying, oh, I know when I got one, I know when I'm close, I know, like, there's a rhythm, but see, this is the thing, is when the rhythm is, it's jazz, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's jazz, it's like, it changes so much to where once you figure out this, then you gotta figure out, like, like, it's just, but it's, it's changing constantly, and that's due to, like, whether it's social media, whether it's everyone having an iPhone, whether technology, whether everyone can shoot stuff. So now the the quality of stuff is lower the, 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 because everyone has a camera. So literally you go on YouTube and you're, you have a billion sketches because everyone can shoot the same things. But now since everyone can do it, everyone's doing it. And now it's like, oh, this sucks. This but the reason why it didn't suck before is because in order for you to do it, it had to be good. Yeah. Now it doesn't have to be good. So when it comes to like entertainment in this game, it's really hard to figure out like, okay, this is working because this might work for a second. Then this works. Then this might work. Then this works. So you're constantly like, oh man, like, yeah, you feel like it's almost <clears throat> at least until you get like your brand mm -hmm. established. It's kind of just a lot of trial and error and seeing what sticks. But and, and it's and it's going to be constant because like even something that can stick might not stick right away. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah, something like it may can, stick yeah. eventually, yeah. but then it's like do you hang in there long enough for it to, for stick. It to stick? Yeah, because there's comedians, there's actors where it's the same thing that they've been doing and it never worked, and then it just takes off. And then it's like, oh my god, this is genius. This is a amazing and then people are mimicking what is amazing now you know it's like rappers and it, it it's it's yeah music before future mm -hmm. sounded a lot different and, and it's constant but music before Kanye yeah. sounded a lot different and, 
just like they could have given up because they were creating a sound yeah. at a time that no one cared about Care their up. sound. Yeah, exactly. And then now it's changing. It's constantly changing so much. You feel like it's changing faster now? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. Con- yeah, it's changing way faster because we all have phones. We all have access to media. We all have shorter attention spans. We all have the 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 cost of living, the state that we're in. No one wants to take a risk anymore. So I think it's becoming more of a hustle in a business than ever before because no one wants to lose. You see what I'm saying? It's like everybody's you at the new black high school. Exactly. (laughs) And, And think about it, right? No one can afford to lose anymore. Before I can afford to put out some shit. If it didn't work out, hey, now it's like, bro, if I'm putting, say I put $50,000 into a movie, which is nothing. I, I, I want you to guarantee I'm making that money back. I don't Minimum. want you to think. I don't want you to say maybe. Well, you never know. Like you're not. I need to know who's in it, and I need to know if I'm making my money back. Because see, the thing that 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 the business side of it is, no one's losing anymore. That's why you're seeing. Uh, shows that are revamping and old oh, this and, and and repeat and Scorcher Twelve, like it's just one of those things where it's like the branding is already pre baked yeah, into yeah the recipe that they're trying to now recreate. And, and then something that's decent is amazing, but but see this is this is what they say. There's a saying that I love where it's it's in the land of the blind, the one eyed man is king. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Because some of the stuff that we think is amazing is is good. It's not amazing, it's good. But because everything sucks, it's like it's like looking at a division one basketball player play against people at twenty four hour fitness. We're like, God, this dude's a god. This dude's amazing. And it's like, nah. <laughs> In his world he's okay, but here you guys just what you guys thought was amazing. You and Chuck, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. plays, and then you go to the NBA, and then it's like, no, this guy's amazing. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right. there's different levels, but because everybody's putting out shit, man. I've watched movies on Amazon Prime and stuff, and I'm sitting here like, how the f- did this get made? What the f- is this? So everywhere you, you look, it's a different movie. So do you think like with yourself? Mm-hmm. Especially like you know, at the you're getting older. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it's more about less about like maybe one you know mm-hmm. being the sex symbol, and now it's transitioning in to being the stepdad, that the handsome stepdad, which you're like, well, for me to really get this opportunity. And to mm-hmm. showcase myself, I need to produce something myself. Do you feel like auditioning isn't like as um, like you're using your time as wisely? You know, like how much how much it, are you taking into like in your own situation? Like, is age playing a factor? Is 
I mean, you know, you still yeah, have well, a lush head of hair, so yeah, that's not I, I like think, an issue. I think with men, it, men, it's a little different. Like our curves kind of go up, but it's also figuring out if you are the product or you want to sell the product, because the the being the product and selling the product is tough, right? Because it's like I am selling myself, and then see. It's hard. It's it's always hard for you to sell. For a lot of people, it's hard for them to sell themselves because you're conscious and aware of everything you are. You know. Yeah, what I'm saying? I mean, you know, you know. Yeah, you know, like in your when head, you weren't yeah, being productive, or exactly. you, you know, didn't like, give it your yeah, all. Like, like it would be easier for me to sell you than to me sell myself to someone else, right? So, because do you feel like you're now kind of? transitioning more into wanting to do things like 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 producing no, roles or, I, I think, or yeah like I'm doing that though like I'm transitioning I'm doing it but at the same time there every level there's totally different requirements there's yeah. totally different things that it's like playing Mario it's like did it did did it and the next level do 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 so it's like it's constantly the obstacles are always there. They're always and, changing. And a lot of the evolving. obstacles aren't even in the game. It's your mama telling you to clean up the rat. Ah, you know, it's, the obstacles. It's not about getting things, but it's about being diligent with the things that you get. And and it's like being able to because this is the thing is like all we really are doing is. Choosing the way we want to go out and die. <laughs> That's one way to look at it. I mean, I mean, think about it. All we're doing is picking how we want to go out and die. Like, think about but it. Some people, but some people would say, or we're picking how we want to live. Picking how we want to live to die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think... Age, I think just, hair... All you're doing is what expiring, right? <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> All you're doing is disintegrating, hair turning gray. It's like it's like old, at one point you, you a VCR pains. was the latest and greatest piece right. of technology everything in expires. the world, and now everything expires. Who cares about VCR? You need a new paint job. Your car, you're not gonna have your car forever. It's gonna break down, no matter how great it is, no matter how new it, like. All we're doing is is getting ready for the long night, <laughs> right? Think about it. so how you live your life and what we're choosing to do now is just what we're 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 wanting to be remembered for with what we did with our time. So the the key the key to any like I always say this right. Anytime you win in anything, it's because you know more than someone else. Anytime you lose, it's because you don't know enough. And in like any game, the most important thing in every majority of every game you play is what? The clock. <laughs> right? If we're playing a basketball game and I'm up, and, and it's halftime, that doesn't mean anything. You're up, and the thing says, Bing! you won. 
not because you're better than me, but because you have more points in that 40 minute span. But how did I get me. how did I get the more how did I get more oh, okay, points? Okay, so check this out. You and also, real quick too, it's like there's still the experience, right? Yeah. Of like you had a lead at halftime. So you got to feel what it was like to build a lead. You got to feel what it was like to go in with a lead. And then, you know, yeah, you eventually got to feel what it was like to lose. In order for you to beat me, right, you have to have had a strategy to beat me. You couldn't just come in and play me and beat me. You had to have had a strategy that said, okay, this is what Norman does, and this is how I can beat Norman. It wasn't like, well, what do you feel like doing, Justin? <laughs> no, 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 no. So, but well, I just, I like shooting. Th- no, no, no. The objection is to beat this guy, right? What are you going to do to beat this guy, right? So you have to make adjustments in order to beat me because you can't just come into this game and go off of how you feel or what you think. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I felt like throwing up half-court shots. And then you, oh, shit, it's late. I lost, right? (laughs) So that's the whole objective is to say, okay, what tools do I have and how do I use them in order to beat somebody else? Because, see, it's like... like, But that's just... But but, everything is the process in which you're amassing these tools or these qualities or these attributes you need but it's to move forward in the game right it's the type of process because see this is this is the this is the i love games and i'm competitive right sometimes you can even know how to win a game but you just don't do it you know how to get in shape you just don't do it you know what i'm saying (laughs) like if i said hey justin i want you to look like this sculpture like i'm you can go online and figure out how to do it but you're going to be like, man, I'm tired. I don't want to do this shit. Yeah, the reality. Man, this shit. Oh, shit. <clears throat> but so, that comes back to process, though. But see, this is the thing about process, though. Okay, like boxing, right? I got into boxing, right? Another game. <laughs> Another sport, right? This is the thing about boxing. To be good at boxing, you have to be comfortable with being very bored. And I'm talking about extremely bored. This is why. You can learn something new in boxing. And then you can get into a boxing match. And all of that shit will go right out the fucking window. So you have to get comfortable doing the same thing over and over and over. And if you have ADD, you're out. You're like, no, I'm doing the same shit. I need to learn something new. Like, I have to constantly learn something new. But doing the same thing over. But this is why, though. Because when you're boxing, boxing isn't a sport where you can think. It's a reaction sport. Right? Yeah, so, so where if you're in a box... up the muscle memory. Exactly. When you're in a box, you have to have done it so much that it's just second nature. Slips, punches, da-da-da. So I can teach you everything for a month how to box. You get in the ring. You get in box. <laughs> you're losing. Right? Because... It's something that you have to do so much of the same thing that you're like, man, this is bored. Like, this is the same shit. Uh, And anyone that has, like, any type of ADD, you're sucked in for a good two weeks, and after that, you're done. Because you ain't got to learn a whole bunch in boxing. It's just doing the same things to where 
it's just it. You just know, like if it's here, it's a slip. If it's here, I gotta duck. This year, jab to the rib, jab to. I need to adjust to here, here, here. But it's just like life is somewhat in in the same thing to where it's like, like you said, the process. The process can be very tiring and boring and very like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but like you said, the process to win, it, it you need you need every. Nowadays, you need everything as opposed to when you just needed one thing. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? There's one time where it's like, you're the talent, I'm business, bam, we're going to make it happen, right? Now, you need to have all these elements. That, that starving artist shit is out the window. You need to have all these elements because the person that thinks like a business mind, right, he can easily become the artist because he's like, okay, this is what you do. I can mimic what you're doing and, and build off of you. Like, i give you an example. There's a dude that's on Instagram that uses my pictures and destroys the game, bro. Like, I got to show <laughs> you this guy. Like, he fucking murders it. Like, Does crazy. he have more followers than you? Damn near. More likes, more engagements. He kills it, bro. Picks the Is best pictures. Is it real engagement? Real, like, it's a real guy from Germany. No, but He's, what I'm saying is... Yeah, real engagement everything. Oh, girls wow. hit me up. Like, bad girls. Like, we've been talking to this guy for months. He has all the time and energy. Your catfish is better at than me you. than me. <laughs> is that humbling? Um, How does that make? He just picks the best pictures. His profile is amazing. Have he, you thought about working time. with him? You know what? I need to be like, yo, look, bro. Whatever you're saying to these girls, I need you to say to me because you've had. He has relationships, bro. They've sent him money. They've done stuff for him where I'm like, this is crazy. But what is it like to witness someone live your full potential? I think we come up with like blockers where it's like, man, if I wasn't working or doing this shit, I could do that. Like, I think we just automatically look at it like that. But deep down, it's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this dude fucking took my life and like is killing the game. So, so when you get chew down do you just like take your hat off go over look in the mirror and just kind of like run your fingers through your long hair and like at the end of the day i'm like bro i bet you his fingers to a bald head thinking like damn i've i've like how easy is it to just take someone's life and be successful and i'm up here Fucking <laughs> well, he's not as emotionally invested as you are in your own life too so exactly so he so does have that going easy. I'm yeah. like, yo, I need to find, like, bro, I, that's what I'm saying. It's like, if you don't have every tool, you need to find somebody that got those tools, bro. <laughs> you need to find someone that can do some shit that you can't do. Because Speaking, speaking of tools, um, we end every podcast with these these two questions. Oh, we end it because you're tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you know, we. I try to keep it under an hour. I mean, clearly you and I can talk four hours together. <laughs> Um, but if you had to lose one, which would you give up? Your facial hair or the hair on your head? I don't want to speak none of this into existence, but, um, um, I've had hair for a long time. I think, uh, facial hair or. 
Either way, I'd be fine. If I if I lost my hair and I had, I'd have to have facial hair. But I would want a full set of facial hair. I would lose my top hair, but have like a beard. I'd Can be you cool. grow a beard now? I can't. Not yet. I wish I could be like you. I, when when were you able to grow a beard? I still don't feel like it's it's full. Um, but you shaved it a few times. I bet you could be. I've been hearing that my whole life, bro. I've shaved many a time. I, it too, I think it's just like y- your hair has a pattern. Well, they say if your hair on the bottom grows, your hair you start losing your hair on the top. Yeah, my hair doesn't grow on the cheeks. So you probably won't like. But they say if you have a full like weight, like my little brother Wayne yeah. has a full beard, but he says he's going bald too. So yeah, my my younger brother has a, he can grow like a full. You know, I don't know why. I don't. You know, what gets me mad when I see these tr- uh, trans women that were women that are now men, and they have full sets of beards. And I'm just like, how do you have a full set of beard, full beard, and you weren't born a man? And I'm a man, and I don't have a full beard. Like, how do I get a full beard? And they have hair and beards. That's a hell of a question. <laughs> they get the best of both worlds when it comes to that, huh? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Norman doesn't want me to have a podcast anymore. He wants no, to. I want you to have a podcast. He, 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 He's a he, real podcast. He, he thought he was going to come ka- kamikaze saying, my podcast. All I'm saying is it's impressive. I want to know like how. like I, That would be amazing if I could do that. That's why you're a comic. You can get away with saying whatever you want to say, Justin. <laughs> Uh, so you, so the, the next, the last, last question, um, while I still have a podcast, uh, if you, what's more important, your hair or your outfit? See, a lot of these is depending where you are because, um, more important, like in your life, where you are right now. My hair. Really? Mm-hmm. You can still move with the dingiest of outfits as long as the hair is straight. Yeah, always. Mm-hmm. Nice. I believe it. Hustle mm-hmm. man gonna hustle. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm gonna move. <laughs> I'm gonna stick and move, baby. <laughs> no doubt, man. Well, I appreciate you finding some time to stick with me for a minute. Hey, of course, man. You know man. what I'm saying? I did on a podcast. Yeah, man. We got, we, this will probably end up being part one, and we're gonna run another one. Okay, I'm down to do two. Bro, I appreciate you coming out. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah, so until next time, ladies and gentlemen, Norman Towns, is there anything you want to hey, plug right now? Or? Nah, I don't really want to plug anything. I got, I'm going through a little situation right now. <laughs> <laughs> Can't afford to have anything jeopardized. But check this out, just, hey, peace and blessings. Hey, guys, be safe out there. And when you find a good woman or a good man, whatever you're into, just make sure you hold on to them tight because ain't a lot of good stuff out here. <laughs> on that note, ladies and, and gentlemen, <laughs> appreciate what you have while you have it. Yeah.